spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Monday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical Two-Time Winner for the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Very ethical. All right, we get uh, the Cardinals game tonight. Oh, the they're playing. They're still playing football, are they? Well, I sold the tickets. Oh, I figured you did. Yeah, I, I am making a little bit of money selling my tickets. Fantastic. You know, if you don't want to play hard at home and, and win once in a while, or once in a year, I might, I might not go. But I'm going to be rooting for uh, the Cardinals tonight to lose because I want to get uh, that uh, draft pick. <laughs> Might as well get a top five, baby. Might as well. Anyway, uh, we had Kirsten Cinema, the uh, sitting uh, senior senator uh, from Arizona, in studio on Friday, and uh, Dude, she's the senior senator, and yeah. she's not even she's just over halfway through her first term. <laughs> well, that's very true. You're proud independent now. That's correct. You know, in Arizona, there's I, oh gosh, so many of us who feel exactly the way that I said to you back in 2018 that ugh, you know people aren't particularly proud of the parties. Right. You know, the national parties have been focused so much on trying to get one over on each other and fighting with each other and trying to, uh, you know, beat each other that they're they've lost focus on really on really solving problems for people in our country. Okay, so there's two questions here. Did she become an independent because she really doesn't like either party? Or did she become an independent because this is the best path to her getting reelected? Joining us now, Tony Connie. He's the uh, Democratic strategist, joined us uh, on several occasions uh, throughout the midterms. Thank God that's over. Tony, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing good. Fantastic. All right. So what do you think? Uh, Kirsten Cinema is an independent. You're a Democratic strategist. Could she have won a primary against... Maybe a progressive Democrat, or would she have lost? And that's why she's an independent. Cinema couldn't have won a primary against a conservative Democrat. The numbers over the past year have been very bad for her among Democratic voters and independents. And it's not just the progressive side. I mean, in one poll that uh, I saw, actually two polls that I saw, she was only getting like 17 percent of the primary vote. And you don't get 17 percent if it's only an ideological kind of uprising by the left it sorry it signals that democrats have gotten frustrated with the way she operates i don't think it's about her votes i think it's about something bigger it's more of a brand sort of collapse that she's been dealing with if arizona is independent and most and a lot of us are i won't say most of us i mean maricopa county the biggest party is the party that doesn't really exist other uh if if arizona is truly purple don't Arizonans like her because she's purple as well? I, I don't understand it because I got to tell you, Tony, the people I talk to, both sides of the aisle, people that are independents, they like her. You know, what? But, but the polling isn't reflecting that. And I think that what's happening here is that some of the, you know, she had really bad press about the way she was handling a lot of the questions that she had in early 2021 uh, and, and some of these things. And. You know, there was news about her wearing a ring that said, you know, that told you know voters to f off, and there's all kinds of stuff like that. And I think what's happening is, is that this kind of thing that typically would have been like a Twitter outrage that only activists would have known about started to get out into the mainstream, into pop culture, and so regular voters started to sort of see this stuff. And they were frustrated about it. And so, you know, like they've been making fun of her on SNL, that kind of a thing. So I think what's happening is that 
you know, I, as someone who's been a long defender of Senator Cinema, like, I think that voters have decided they don't like her. I don't think it's necessarily an ideological thing. And the reason why she's making this decision is 100% political. It's because there is no way she has a path forward as a Democrat, no matter who it is that she runs against. Talking to Tony Conti, a Democratic strategist. All right, so moving forward, Tony, uh, we are, because I always think, you know, we, we how many times do we see polls and people, when they, they you know, buyers are, have always been liars. When they go to the polls, may they vote something different, especially <laughs> put somebody crazy out there. But how does she look for Republicans? And we are a, a, a state that is truly independent, you know. Uh, how does she look for the independents? Well, one thing about independence you have to keep in mind is that independent is the largest party in the sense that the most voters in our state, you know, or seconds very close, are not choosing a party to register. But the behavior of independents, the majority of them tends to be strictly partisan. And so the number of people who are truly like you to looking at the candidates and making up their mind is much smaller than the numbers indicate. I think that's an important thing to keep in, to keep in mind. She, um, I do think that what's, what's happening is she kind of expects that maybe the reason why her numbers are low with a bunch of these demographics and, and, you know, and we're talking about polling that's been over the course of a year. So I think we can accept it as relatively true is that she kind of thinks, Oh, they're just mad at me because I'm a Democrat. And so if I'm not a Democrat, I'm going to be able to latch onto these folks. But where I think she's going to have a hard time is just the math of it. I, I, I'm having a hard time imagining that in a presidential year, enough people who typically vote for Republicans are going to cross over and are going to vote for her. I think plenty will, but not enough if she's running against a Republican and a Democrat. I just think the math is very, very tough for her, but it is still her best chance because that's how much trouble I think that she is in. Uh, what's the chances that she didn't want to run, that maybe she's looking at something a little bit different as uh, some of the senators in the left side of the aisle have uh, said from D.C. over the weekend that maybe she's got a bigger aspiration. I'm not even talking about running here, take a couple of years off, maybe running to be governor or something. Is that a possibility where maybe she's doing this for the next couple of years and then looking at something else? Maybe. I, I think she's a very smart operator. I, I think that, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for her. She hasn't said that she's running for re-election. She's been very coy about that. And so it's entirely possible that she's decided, hey, I, I'm not going to run again and I'm not going to play the partisan game. I'm just going to come out and be an independent and work my way through the, the Senate. Because, you know, and this is the thing to keep in mind is, is that cinema's had an extraordinarily successful legislative these past two years working with the Democrats and with Biden and with Republicans. But that has not budged the voters' numbers because – and that's why I don't think it's about her voting behavior. And so I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I, but again, I, I don't like underestimating Senator Cinema. She's very, very bright, and she's good at this. But I'm, I'm just not seeing a pass with the, with the number. I think you're right. I think she might not be running. Oh, wow. Tony Connie's joining us, Democratic strategist. All right, so 2024, you'll have a Republican – Running against Cinema for that seat, okay? Mm -hmm. So you've got a Republican running. Cinema will be the independent running. This is the general. Uh, if the Democrats put out a candidate, it'll be a three. It'll be a three way, three way race. Yeah, that'll hand it to Republicans. So if I'm a Democratic strategist, which I'm not, you are. Shouldn't the Democrats say we'd rather have Cinema than a Republican, so we're not going to run a Democrat against her? Well, she's put everybody into she's this is a bit of a game of chicken that she's playing, because one of the facts that we have to accept about this is that 
political parties don't have the power to tell everybody in the political party not to run. And I think that the odds of the blank of, of the Democratic part of the of the ballot being blank, even if the parties are like, we're not going to fund everybody and all the big names don't run. Um, somebody is going to run. And that person, even if they have zero money, and I think Arizona history has shown this uh, with with votes even in 2022 and, and back far a long way, she's that Democrat is still going to get like 20 percent at yeah. least just regular partisanship. And so, you know, I, I think I, I this is why I think that that sort of like thinking is a little bit tough to go through because. There's just not, a, I don't think that there's a way to keep a Democrat off the ballot, period. I just don't think that you could do that. I don't, I don't know how you could do that. If you look at the, the, the race recently against Biggs, you know, there was an independent that was running and, uh, you know, a, a Democrat was on the ballot too. And that Democrat did really well, even though the independent spent more money. And so it, I, it's just going to, it's going to be a challenge, but you know, I, I, there, there still is, you know, a path because if you are a Democrat and you're looking at this, um, I don't think that your opinion has changed. I think that you're probably a little bit more nervous than you were before, but there's a chance she doesn't run. And so these campaigns take a long time. And so you're going to start putting your team together and start fundraising and start working in the off chance that she doesn't run. And then if she does run, is it possible that there's going to be a nutty right wing candidate for Senate and Things are going to be extraordinarily close. Always possible, nutty out. people. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so like, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. Like, you know, as somebody who like really enjoys the, the kind of like strategy and sports of this, I think that this is yeah. the right thing for her to do. Right. But I, I, again, I'm having a really hard time seeing the path forward. All right. Hey, Tony Connie, uh, Democratic strategist. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. I think uh, I think the Democrats will run a nutty progressive, and I think the Republicans will run a a, a nutty right wing. No, know. I don't know if they will. Uh, they, they better might, not. Well, it depends on who's running the state. Better not. You know, at that point in time, as far as the Republicans go, but I don't think so. Okay, I think we learned the lesson there, right, everybody? Fantastic. We'll see. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, this woman married a ghost. We'll tell you how that's going. Stick around. <laughs> It's the most insane story in the world. We'll talk about it. KTAR News, 92.3 uh, FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. So um, people in this day and age have weird relationships. Love is in the air, brother. But here's the thing. When I say weird or odd relationships, you know, we've seen, you know, the TV shows of, yes, I'm in a long distance relationship with someone who or, lives in Syria. Yeah. Like, yeah. 90 day fiance. 90 day thing? fiance. Right. Yeah. We have we have the catfishing, you know, people who are in relationships with someone they've never seen or met in person or maybe never even talked on the phone. It's all through text, but it's a relationship. And I think some of these folks are doing that because they don't want to get hurt or it feels comfortable. It's, they're lonely. They're That's lonely. the other thing. You yes. know, something is better than nothing. Well, I'm not so sure. No, this is this is love. Man. So, see, see, this is where you you screw up. OK, you this like real this type of relationship right we're about to talk Becky, about. I, I want you to listen to real love. This is absolutely the kind of love okay. story that not only lasts a lifetime, it lasts beyond. Is this Hallmark movie this possibility? Earth lifetime. Not quite. Oh, oh, not All quite. Right. but it's getting there. OK, um, she married a ghost. She married a ghost. Yeah, a ghost. So there's a British singer and she has married a ghost. Yeah, as you so, do. 
Well, listen, we've talked about these weird kind of relationships, not like this, but weird types of relationships, long distance. This is like uh, as long distance as it gets. And I'm just wa- I'm wondering, OK, how how strange or or lonely do you have to be to marry a ghost? Like then we hear like didn't somebody like uh what married? What was it? Wise man? Who, who, what did they? What did that person marry? There was a story a couple of years ago of a woman who married a chandelier. Chandelier lady was awesome, right? And you wonder why would you do something like that? Uh, and now you've got someone who is, you know, gone a little bit bigger than yeah. marrying a chandelier. I'm marrying a ghost. So. Chad, you've looked into this. Yes. Okay. Does she has she seen the ghost? Has the ghost? I'm being Eduardo. Honest, may, it's his okay. name. All right. Has the ghost made an appearance? Has she actually seen the she, ghost? The singer said, met her spectral husband one night when she appeared in her bedroom. So he appears in the bedroom and says, seeing each other for the first time ever since the couple had a rough patch. Though he apparently literally ghosted her at one time, disclosing the relationship to the public. She wrote a song to win him back. Uh, it is lo- look. You can't fight love, and love can go anywhere. Uh, was that movie with uh, uh, Ghost? Uh, no, ghost. No. Besides no. Ghost, even better than Ghost, the one with. Uh, uh, Robin Patrick, Williams, Patrick where he had Swayze, to go yeah. into what dreams may come I don't to get his that. wife. Oh God! I remember. I remember. You know, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg, all that kind of stuff. Just want to remind everybody in their mind it was Demi Moore and them, but in reality it was Whoopi Goldberg and him getting it on. <laughs> Remember that, that when they were yeah, on the thing? That went over my head. Yeah, mm. you guys, yeah, you guys know it. But look, look, okay, Gatos, if, if you don't believe this, and I want you guys to listen to this, if uh, you don't believe this, I want you guys to listen to to, do we to have this. To? If, absolutely, right? We're running out of time. I mean, this is the best. You First hurry. of all, you got to go. Are you going to marry her? Do you take Picard to be your partner from now until the end of time? He does. <laughs> he does. He said so. And he pushed her. He He's like, you her. know I do, honey. Seems like the end of time would matter in this instance. Yeah, that's the beauty it just of it. keeps on going. They're in love, and that's all that matters. That's about the strangest one. That that beats a chandelier, don't you think, Becky Lynn? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's up there. The yeah, chandelier is the guy really weird. Married the AI, that, that doll thing, oh, and then gosh. she cheated on him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, that's just creepy. All right, gross. now I'm done. Coming up next, oh. Becky Lynn has the news at 3.30. It's not a normal 3.30 news. No, it's not. You and I are going to invade it. Invade it? Yes, we're like, going. Like Russia heading into the Ukraine. That's not exactly. It's going to be a hot mess. No, we're going to do it much nicer. Uh, we'll interrupt uh, Becky Lynn. Uh, we'll react to the day's top stories and be snarky. Snarky! Next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30. And you know what that means. It's time for us, Gatos Chat, to Hello. hold up the headlines. Here's Becky Lynn with the headlines. West Valley residents, look out Monday night football at State Farm Stadium. Might cause you some heavy delays later on this afternoon. KTAR's Detroit Ann tells Arizona's morning news that there's one freeway you should definitely avoid. It looks like if you stick with the 101 in the North Valley, that's usually not quite as bad either. So you do have a couple of options, okay. but using the 10, that's the one where you better bring minutes and a lot of snackles. He adds that you can use the Loop 202 to cut around South Mountain, but if it starts raining tonight, Expect even longer delays across the board. Now, starting at 4 o'clock, we're going to bring you team traffic to help you get around the game slowdowns and get you home as well. 
holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news, while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Did the Cardinals do anything but make us miserable? I mean, we're going to be stuck in traffic now because of a Monday night football game. That's going to make people miserable. It's not a happy thing. Their performance on the field tonight is most likely going to make us all miserable. I sold my tickets. Uh, I can't watch it. I can't do it. No. Can't I can't. I mean, I've said this, too. They won a home game, one home game this year, but it was on a Thursday night. They still haven't won on Sunday in over a year Yeah, in, in Arizona, in Glendale. It's so, ugly. It is ugly, ugly, ugly. And think about this time last year. You're thinking, oh, man, we're going to get some Thursday night games, Sunday night game, a Monday night game. We're making a move. We're coming up. How excited is ESPN to have this dump on? Well, I'm just going to say Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time, and he's the Patriots coach. He's uh, had a week to figure out how to beat the Cardinals. Uh, he's going to take, uh, what's his name? Who, the pretty guy? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the pretty guy, Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury to school tonight. It's going to, he's just going to slap him like a dog. It is going to be awful. I mean, it's going to be one of, Becky Lynn, it's going to be funny. You're, you're going to see, like, it, there's a chess player playing a guy who barely knows how to play checkers. <laughs> Yikes. But he looks good. But he's pretty. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona votes. Fincham's lawsuit is really baseless. Another losing Republican candidate has filed a post-election lawsuit. And KTAR Susan Monday joins us live in the News Center to explain why it may not have any teeth. Valley attorney and KTAR host Barry Markson expects Secretary of State candidate Mark Fincham's lawsuit will be the first one to be dismissed because of allegations like this one. His Twitter feed was down for an hour or so at one point during the election, which he blames on Secretary of State Katie Hobbs and others for purposely doing that to somehow sabotage his campaign. Markson says unsupported allegations are never enough to overturn an election because of something called Rule 11. That an attorney, when bringing a lawsuit, has to perform sufficient investigation and determine that there are sufficient facts and evidence to support the allegations contained in the lawsuit. Markson says Fincham lost by a big margin and doubts those election results will ever change. Live in the News Center, Susan Monday, KTAR News. Now, additionally, Markson says the majority of allegations in failed GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake's lawsuit against Maricopa County has no evidence. This suit claims there was intent wrongdoing in the midterm election and is asking the court to appoint her governor or order Maricopa County to redo the election, which is illegal. She's pathetic. Just appoint me, governor. Please. Pathetic. Uh, I will tell you the majority of people, 90-something percent of the people out there, uh, you don't care about a single one of these lawsuits. I know it now. It's it's true that nobody cares about Fincham's lawsuit. He's yesterday's news. Nobody cares about Carrie Lake's lawsuits. She's yesterday's news. She basically is Trump's maid now. She's just going to go around vacuuming wherever he goes. It's really sad. And, you know, like there are plenty of, of Republicans out there that are like, give me somebody I could vote for that can actually win. You guys smell that? That is the desperation of relevancy. Gosh. I want to be relevant. Just smell it. Stay. My Twitter was down for an hour. That's where my 400,000 votes were getting. I was getting ready to unleash the, the beast to get those votes. It's Good God. Go away. Pathetic. Holding up the headlines. Some harsh words from Arizona Secretary of State-elect to Governor Doug Ducey on proposed election changes. In his final days in office, Governor Ducey suggested ending early ballot drop-off in Arizona sooner. 
Secretary-elect Adrian Fontes disagrees. It would have been nice during his eight years in office if he had bothered to listen to local election officials in our 15 counties to learn about the systems uh, and why it would be that his current proposal is nonsensical. The proposed change would allow election results to be released sooner, but would mean voters could not drop off early ballots on election day. Why is that a bad idea from Ducey? It's not a bad idea. Everybody's trying to find a way to make things quicker when the reality is as long as our races are semi-close, it is going to be a day or two before we find out the results. And we're not worried about how long it takes to count. We want to know when can we declare a winner. That's Mm. what we're really worried about. Yeah. But if you were to end early ballot drop-off sooner, so say Election Day is on a Tuesday, you could make it, what, Friday? You can drop it off at any any yeah. place, but after Friday, what? What would happen? You're, you wouldn't be able to drop it off and your vote wouldn't count? Is that what we're looking at? Or maybe you could bring it with you to the poll and well, you, you can, would exchange it for a, there you go. a, a ballot that one? you yeah. would do right yeah. then. There you go, because then it would take it out of the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. It would say, because just imagine the, 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 what it goes, if you drop it in the box, you've got to take it out of the envelope, you've got to feed it into the printer, you've got to make sure the signature is right. There's a whole bunch of steps there. So I don't think it's a bad idea it's from Ducey. They're trying something, and that's what you try to do. You try to figure out what could be better, how can we make it better. Holding up the headlines. Phoenix is growing. New funding is going to help its fire department grow with it. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live in the News Center with more on the story. Well, Becky, the annual funding increase allocated by the Phoenix City Council will provide reinforcements to the city's fire department. The proposal is about $7.8 million that was dedicated for 58 positions. And Phoenix Fire Chief Mike Duran says with a growing population, it was a necessary change. The new positions in, in our system would help put resources out immediately and start responding to calls to help reduce those activity levels as well as improve our response times. In the past decade, the average response time has gone from five minutes to nearly nine. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, you hear stories like this. I mean, we're only at nine. You hear stories around the country where it's like people call, yeah, good luck. We'll get to you as soon as we can. I mean, it's, it is, uh, uh, the more people are using it. Plus, the other thing, we get, I'm sure there's so many of those, a vast majority of those calls could be handled in a much different way and they're not emergencies, but, uh, this is where we are and you need to low. Hey, this is, it's a crime or it's something I need to report something, but I need to do it in a way where I don't need to take up the police officer's time at this moment. That'll do it for holding up the headlines every day at three thirty. And Becky Lynn delivers her newscast, but we pop in and uh, yeah, we interrupt. Snark, a little bit of snark there is no no question about it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, coming up next, the Senator Kirsten Cinema like the Great Wall of Ducey, those shipping containers. That's next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, the Big Q every day at about 8.50 in the morning. I hop on the Mike Broomhead program. Big Broomhead. And uh, I give him uh, the Big Q that comes out of my brain. So it's at KTAR.com. And I'm asking, do you like Senator Kirsten Sinema more now that she's an independent? Yes, no, or the same? Answer is 43%. I like her better now. That's pretty good. Something uh, that that we've talked about uh, a little bit earlier in the show. We'll continue to talk about it. Uh, One thing, let's talk about, we had uh, Arizona uh, Senator uh, Kirsten Sinema, now an independent, uh, in studio Friday. Uh, Listen to this question that I asked her. Let's discuss. You like Ducey's shipping containers? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that's particularly useful, to be honest. What I hear from our Border Patrol men and women these guys, men and women in blue on the front lines, what they tell me is they need more 
resources. Uh-huh. They need a raise. They're having trouble with retention. They're having problems keeping and hiring folks. They tell me they need more boots on the ground. They tell me they need new vehicles. They need body armor and cameras. They need technology. What I want to do is provide our Border Patrol men and women the resources they tell me they need because nobody knows what's needed on the border to secure our community better than them. Okay, so that's uh, Kirsten Cinema. Chad, you speak to Border Patrol agents all the time. Yeah. Because the part of town where you live, that's where, where they live. You bump into these guys and gals all the time. Do you Have you talked to them about the shipping containers and if they help? And, and have they said kind of what Cinema said? Eh, I'm not sure that's the best way to go. You know, it's funny. A couple of them have said... We've heard they help where we are because they a lot of them are in the they they'll patrol the the reservations. They're uh-huh. not allowed to have any of that. Okay, right. And they said we would love to have something that would help us because what they don't have is they don't have roads because the, the 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 Native Americans will not allow them to 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 pave the roads. They have very little at their discretion outside of some technology. So they do you know they would like to see what it would be like if they had something, uh, you know. And we've talked to uh, our buddy Doug uh, down there in uh, uh, Nickel. Sit down in Yuma. You're, fir- you're on a first first yeah, name. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan and Doug of, and I. We always hang out. Yuma? Okay. So, and what he has said is, it, it doesn't stop the average. You know, if you got a 22 year old guy, he's going to hop over that thing, no problem. But for a group of people, it just makes them easier to detain, funnel, get funnel them into an area. And I think that's kind of what it was because the big thing they're worried about is this thing goes away. Title 42 mm-hmm. is the fact that they're looking at the mountainous amounts of bureaucracy and paperwork that's going to take them away from actually patrolling. Yeah, I th- I think when you look at these shipping containers, they really are something to see. I mean, it's a, it's an outside-the-box idea from Governor Doug Ducey. You, you ship, you, you put two shipping containers on top of each other, one yeah. on top of another. But it's when like you, 20 feet, right? It's like two stories. Yeah. I mean, when you, but but I think I think the thing that the that Governor Ducey has done here uh, with what let's call it what it is it's a stunt. All right, fine. But but did something come out of the stunt? Yeah. And I think what came out of the stunt is wow, we've got a lot of area that could use a wall. We've got a lot of area that could use a, a barrier. And I I really think that that you know when you see the miles of shipping containers, you're like wow. We really could put something there that could slow people down, but we still haven't done it. And then the governor had to go and just dump a couple of shipping containers, one on top of, of another. I think when you watch it and you look at it, because there's video of this, there are people driving by it. You, it's you not see, ideal. No. It is it no. is it is but convenient it at this moment in time is what it is. When yeah. I drive, you know, so I drove this weekend out to San Diego and you drive out there and I always joke about when you get past Yuma, you get drive out to the valley of the flat hat, everybody driving their flat hats and riding their dune buggies and motorcycles. Okay. And there's a giant wall there. There's a big fence that goes, you can see it out there. That's Mexico. Right. It's funny because that wall's not apparently racist or evil and it can work out there. Are we still on that though? You always say that it's, that it's racist and evil. Are we well that's still why there? we didn't get any of that stuff but, done. But, Right? We're not there anymore, are no, we? But, we well, yeah. Because there's still people out there who are fighting against the wall because it's bad and it's racist. Or So some it, Democrats are still out yeah, there they're saying, still don't playing put it that up. game. Okay. But we also had promises here that for how long that Yuma Mayor's been talking about since the beginning of the year. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that, three months. Another three. He's right. like poor Charlie Brown trying to kick the football from Lucy, and they right. keep moving it. Yeah, the administration keeps telling the mayor of Yuma, hey, the wall. The barriers, it's it's in the pipeline. It's coming towards the end of this year. Yeah. And you have to you have to ask yourself if the mayor of Yuma who joined us last week and told us all this stuff. Uh why should I believe that? 
I don't know. You guys haven't done anything for me. No, zero. You haven't done anything. So you're telling me that you're going to, you know, build some of these barriers, replace some of this these shipping containers, and actually put up wall, and it's been paid for. But it's like, you know, Biden just dragging his feet. Because the last thing he wants to do is do anything. Trying to run out the clock on stuff. It really feels like he's running out the clock. Uh, He passes it off to somebody else. It's, you know, it it, it is, it's frustrating because we were paying people to not build a wall. That was the other side of it. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's just silly. It's silly. I don't know why we have this fight over a wall. Uh, Like what? If Trump puts the wall up, it's racist. But if Biden puts the wall up, it's not racist. I mean, I I don't know what any of that's like. Let's just figure out we need to do something. And that includes fixing the laws here. And that's what I know cinema's trying to do with with Tillerson from North Carolina. So that's the asylum laws. Yeah, that's the big part of it. people are taking advantage of and didn't used to take advantage of. Remember, absolutely. It used to be Mexicans are coming over the border. And they're sneaking over. Okay, what are they doing here? They want to work. And then they want to go home. And then maybe they want to send the money home. Yeah. Or they want to move their family here permanently. They sneak in. But, you know, that's just a portion of it now. We've got this whole other, you know, avenue of people coming from Central America. People coming from Ukraine. Yeah. All over the place. All over the place. And they're coming here and they're not sneaking in. They're walking in. And they're saying. And they're giving up. And I'm here, asylum. Asylum. Oh, yeah. That's your golden ticket. Come on in. All right. Hey, uh, we've got some traffic updates because the Cardinals are playing at State Farm Stadium tonight against the Patriots. So traffic's going to be crazy. Uh, plus, is the church about to become extinct? We're going to talk about it next.